Unreal. Uncensored. Unradioed. Cliffcentral.com. Well, it's a very good morning to you on this um, nippy uh, Monday morning. My name is Dr. Cindy Siwe Fansale, and I'm with you until 10 o'clock this morning. Um, you can tweet me at Cindy, D-O-C-S-I-N-D-I. And this morning's topic is something that's really close to my heart um, because I work in the field of HIV and also um, um, because of just the stigma around men who have sex with men. So we'll be discussing men who have sex with men. In particular, there's a campaign called We the Brave, which launched on Thursday. And this campaign is a sexual health campaign targeted, specifically targeted at men men who have sex with men. So the guests for this morning, my first guest um, will be Nina Morris and we'll be discussing um, the whole the whole campaign. And then later on in the show, I'm going to have Glenda Swartz from uh, Anova Health Institute and he'll be telling us more about it as well. So basically, um, I think, you know, whenever I do tweet about um, MSM, men who have sex with men, especially because of my line of work, the responses are always are always varied. It's, you know, it's either people are not understanding what is a man who has sex with a man or people are trying to cage people and say, okay, if, you, if, if a man has sex with a man, then he's definitely gay. But actually, it's not like that. I mean, there's different categories of, of 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 men who have sex with men. So not everyone is lumped into that one one group called gay. And in my in my um, field of work, the reason why it's important for us to have these discussions and have shows like this, where we where we we talk openly about the needs of men, the the health needs of men who have sex with men, is because many times the 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 the, the, the conditions under which these relationships happen are not conducive. So if you live in a society that's very judgmental, if you live in a country where um, um, having sex with a man is, is 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 considered a crime, you are not going to be you know open about your needs. You're not going to be open about taking care of yourself. And sometimes you know you won't have access to condoms. You won't have access to to lube. And I mean I've heard of countries where people use um, mayonnaise, for example, as lube. You know for anal sex and and a whole lot of other things. So it it it, it creates a barrier. To, to health access, but we, uh, you know, we'll discuss this as the show goes on. So, good morning, Nina. Hi. Nice to have you on the show. Thank you so much for, for, for being online. So, yeah, Nina, thank you so much for the invite to the launch on Thursday. It was a fantastic event. And Thanks. I, and I, and I think, um, you know, it, it's fantastic that, you know, I can have you on the show, on this platform to discuss what We the Brave is all about. So, if you can just give us a bit of history of, of, of why the launch, why the campaign, and what's going on in that arena. Well, it all started off with, obviously, the Elton John AIDS Foundation giving us a big grant. Yeah. So, and there was there's definitely a need. Sorry, I've been running up the stairs. <laughs> there's definitely a need um, to be talking to MSM or gay men and men, other men who have sex with men. Mm-hmm. And um, nothing like this has ever been done before. Yeah. So it was quite an exciting thing when we got this money. And we could say that we could, and it was a big amount of money in, in the big scheme of things. Um, to talk to MSM for the first time in this way, comprehensively. Mm. And I mean, we've we've had, uh, I mean, we have had health for men because I mean, I used to work um, at yes. Inova, and we have health for men. But what I understood is that health for men focused on the clinical aspects. You know, That's how do you fine. access health? How do you access ARVs if you need them? How do you access treatment for for STIs? And what I understand is that We the Brave is 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 really speaking about. How is the sex happening? You know, what do you do? You know, what do you need to do to look after yourself? What do you need to do to yeah. make sure that you get tested? Yeah, we've decided that we that our approach should should be more lifestyle orientated because uh, first and foremost, um, you know, the MSM are humans, so yes. we don't just look at sex in isolation. Sex is part of your life. Exactly. And we're saying that you know we know you're going to have sex. Have sex by all means. Have great sex, but have it safely. 
mm. and and then know your status, use a condom, you know. So it's all about knowledge and, and education, or mm. education as we call it. So we didn't want to be the preacher. We didn't want to be the one to say, oh, you know, if you do this, this will happen, because that sort of messaging just doesn't work. It doesn't, it becomes wallpaper. So we needed to give a lifestyle message underpinned by responsible sex messaging. Yeah. And you write about, about the sex education that over time you become desensitized to it. So totally. There's, there's yeah, only and so many messaging condom. certainly has become that. Exactly. And I think Prof. James McIntyre's always, the message he's always trying to get out is how do we make this messaging sexy again? Because, yeah. you know, we, it's done and dusted. We've done this for so many years and people are just so immune to it now. Yeah. And, you know, part of our um, campaign objectives was also to reduce stigma. So we, need, we had a very fine line to walk. You know, we had to find messaging that would resonate and work um, with the market, obviously yeah. the MSM market, but also that wouldn't alienate someone who wasn't MSM. So, you know, we had to really take that into account when coming up with the creative. Now, some of the creative is, right, is very edgy and out there, yeah. but it's not going to be seen in that space. So the stuff that you'd see, say, for instance, in a tavern or on a billboard is messaging that is, yeah, it wouldn't be seen as um, hardcore to okay. someone who's not MSM. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you, so you looked at, you looked at MSM across all markets because I think Correct, yes. one of the, one of the more ignorant, um, you know, myths is that MSM only happens in a certain demographic or in a certain huh. culture or in a certain um, color, yeah. and it's not true. We know with the work that we've done that M- you know you you find men who have sex with men across all Absolutely. you know socioeconomic um um you know strata. Yes, no, I think the the thing is that if you're a man, regardless of how much money you're earning or where you're living or your lifestyle, in fact, you could even be married with children. You mm-hmm. may still be having sex with men. So it was a very, it's a very complex target market and very, very, as I call, very deep and very wide yeah. that, um, you know, you're talking about men from the age of 18 to 55 to 65. Um, you're talking about men across um, racial divides, cultural and, and obviously age, you know. So mm. it's, it's a very, very difficult market to reach. Look, the gay guys are easier to reach, clearly, because if you're gay identified, then it's much easier to reach you. But yeah. a lot of MSM are not identified as gay and not even necessarily as bisexual. Yeah. So they're possibly identified as heterosexual. Mm. And as a result of that, they're really difficult to talk to. Mm. And that's why the messaging has to be very clear and very and very attractive right. as well. Yeah. Um, the catering at the event was very interesting. <laughs> I posted a picture of the jelly that we had, and yo, who did the catering and who came up with the with the idea of the um phallic shaped jelly? It was lovely. Well, it was part of the brief. Um, I mean, Vicky Creast is is amazing. She and is putting yeah. events together. She really is sterling. Um, but one of the parts of the brief to her was, I said, you know, let's let's have some fun. You know, let's play a little bit. Let's not, um, let's not be too conservative. Mm. So I did give her carte blanche. I said, well, this is the campaign. Have a look at it and do what you want to do. Mm. And she did some amazing things. Some of them I don't think I can say on air. (laughs) Well, you can say whatever, you know, this is (laughs) Cliff Central. You can say whatever you want, but it is really fantastic. And, um, I think as well, it was so nice for me to see that you'd gotten quite a lot of the uh, media people in because, um, again, the, you know, we need to get this message out across all publications. I mean, I, I had a picture taken by Drum Magazine. I'm happy that you were able to reach out to, you know, to more than just the usual publications who would, who would run a story like this. 
Yeah, I was excited to see that some of the, what we call the mainstream media were interested in this topic. Um, obviously, not all of them, but um, the ones that were, we're very excited to have them there. And it looks like they're going to run a story, which is great. So it takes it again out into a space that you ordinarily wouldn't have something like this discussed. Mm, mm. Yeah. And, and, and Elton John, tell me a bit more about, about his um, foundation and how, um, what sparked the interest in, in specifically getting involved in something like this? Well, I think, you know, the Elton John AIDS Foundation have been in conversations with um, Professor James McIntyre for a long time. And he certainly is the one in the world that's spearheading, you know, the conversation around um, reduction of AIDS, and he wants to see it done in his lifetime. And he really believes that it can be done if everyone just pulls together and and does the right thing. And Mm. he's also one of the most charitable, well, I think he was named last year the most charitable celebrity in the world. Mm. So it was an obvious place for him to go. It was an obvious thing for him to do. And having chatted to James about this for a while, it just made sense that South Africa would be the perfect place to to spearhead something like this because Mm. of all the complexity in terms of our target market. So it's not as simple as saying, you know, well, if we're going to launch this thing, I don't know, for instance, in a Scandinavian country, it's a lot less complex. Mm. Whereas in South Africa, we have a huge amount of complexity naturally without even talking about sexuality. Mm. So it just made it a perfect, perfect uh, playground to come and test it out. That yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, I know, I know, Prof. James also mentioned the fact that he'd want this to go, um, to go inter international. You know, yes. well, across, let's let's start with Africa, Africa. to go across Africa, <laughs> yes. and that's going to be very challenging. You know, that's that's something that's. Um, you know, if, if, I mean, that, that's something to think about. How, how do we reach out to the rest of the continent? Yeah, it was one of the things that we, again, when briefing the agency, FOXP2, um, that, that we said to them, you know, you've got to take into account that this, you know, we have to try and take this elsewhere. So it can't be so specific to South Africa that it's not transportable. So one of the very clever things that they did was all the print outdoor um all those executions that you would see in the general general media, yes. um, there are no photographs um, of anyone. It's mm. all copy driven. So photography polarizes people, mm. and so if you don't see yourself in a photograph, then then, it, then you don't relate to it. Um, and so that's why all of the executions, <coughs> pardon me, besides the video on, online video executions, are all copy driven. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. That's yeah, because so it will be easier for us to write copy. Should we go into hopefully a Uganda one day that um, that we could write copies specific to Uganda? Okay, okay. Well, I have a comment from a listener. So basically, last week, Nina, I we I was on Garrett's show. With, they were discussing the legalization of weed, mm. and this person. So I'm not against that. I'm I'm not for that. So this person says to me, Doctor Cindy, last week you were against legalizing of weed, which will help reduce crime and take the power away from drug dealers. Today you're supporting men who have sex with each other. <laughs> so I have. A mouthful to say to that. It's a very different thing, I think. <laughs> but I will, I'd rather not. But I, I think, you know, and, and that's the thing, Nina, that when I was still working, um, in the clinics and, and, you know, part of the training that we did, um, involved sensitizing health workers to the needs mm. of men who have sex with men. And it's such, it's, it's always surprising to find how deeply rooted some health workers' prejudices are yes, to the yes. extent that it affects the service that you provide mm. to people. You know, and so my whole thing, Timba, and I'll, I'll respond to you because I know you're listening. The, my whole thing, Timba, is that I'm all about people making um, healthy choices, people making health choices that benefit them and their partners. So for me, 
having a show like this is for the benefit of the community because whether you like it or not, we have men who have sex with men in our communities. Okay. And all we want is to see them living healthy lives, having sex lives that are safe for them mm-hmm. and their partners and everyone else that they come into contact with. So that's my response to you. The mouthful I'll say if I ever meet you in person. <laughs> And the other thing I wanted to ask Nina, um, in terms of languages, is the is the campaign going to be launched in different languages as well? Yes, it will be. Okay. You know, this is a campaign that's going to be rolled out regionally, and, it, yeah. and the reason we're doing that is for what you were just saying just now is about the clinic support. Is that we need to ensure that all the clinics are geared to um, take on MSM um, patients and to be able to treat them properly. So what we do, and the big part of what ANOVA does, is is training clinicians. Mm. And then partnering with the DOH, as you would know, because you've been there. Yeah. Um, so we had to make sure that, that the clinics were not only competent, but understood what this campaign is about, understand what we're trying to achieve through this campaign. So when, the, when, an, when a man walks into the clinic and he is, whether he's a gay man or a bisexual man or even a heterosexual man having sex with men, mm-hmm. is that he's accepted into that space and that the clinician knows how to treat him without her own or his um, prejudices getting into the way. So it's, it's a very difficult task often, but um, I've certainly seen in the clinics that I've been to is that the clinicians are very open. They see them just as human beings needing treatment. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, we'll be back after the song break, Nina, to discuss more about this campaign. And then later on, I'll be chatting to Glenn Swart from Anova Health Institute. Unreal, uncensored, unradio. Clipcentral.com. Okay, Nina, we back with you. Hi, Nina. Hi. Uh, okay, no, we back. <laughs> I love that song. It's a very nice song. So, um, I wanted to ask you. So, in your mind, where do you see this campaign going, and what do you hope to see it achieving? Well, ultimately, as I said to you, we want to reduce um, the prevalence of HIV infection in South Africa. I mean, that is our you know, big, hairy, audacious goal. Uh, how we measure that is, is, is obviously not as easy, you know, said than done because, um, once again, this target market is, is quite clandestine. But we do have some measures in place, and hopefully we'll see we want to reduce HIV infections by 20% in 20, by the end of 2017. Oh, okay. That is our big, big goal. And then we want to make sure that um, people are getting tested, guys are getting tested, and then once they're tested, should they be positive that they go on to ARVs and stay on ARVs. Okay. Okay. I mean, and obviously we want people to, you know, to, like the continuation of care. I think Prof. James is, is a stickler for that. He always wants people to, you know, get tested and know yes. what to do thereafter, know where to go yes. to get, um, you know, further counseling and medication and so on. Yeah, unfortunately, what what we found is that um, guys would be tested positive mm-hmm. and would possibly go on some ARVs for a period of time and then would eventually fall off, you know, they just fall off. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to ensure that that doesn't happen. Yeah, but I really loved the adverts that you guys, um, um, the, well, the, yeah, what you, what you played at the launch because um, it was interesting that you used black models. I think that was, that was good. And I think that <laughs> there's going to be, It'll be interesting to see how people respond to that because, you know, obviously, in my, you know, all I've ever seen is that a lot of the, no, not a lot, I can even not say a lot, but as black people, we struggle with the idea that there could be black MSM. 
I think yeah. I'll be very, I'll, I'll just be very honest about that. Mm. And so it was good to, to, to have you guys using the, you know, black models, even like that, that one ad with the dark room, you know, yeah. just, just good. Just, just perfect because we need to accept that, you know what? This is life. Yeah, I think that the, the difference with this campaign versus other campaigns that have been done in the past is that we really do say it like it is. Uh, you know, we, we are non judgmental mm. and we put it out there in the way that it really is. Mm. So it's something that may not be palatable for a lot of people, but that is the truth. And we can all go through our lives with blinkers on, mm. but it doesn't change the facts. And, and the facts are that there are guys out there um, that are having sex with men that are, are not identified as gay or bisexual mm. and have wives at home. In fact, in, there's, a, there's a term um, for these men in the townships. They call them after nine. Mm. So there's even a name for them. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's that foreign. It's just maybe something that's spoken about in hushed voices, you know, behind the scenes. But, they, you know, there's an actual name given to these men. So mm. they, they obviously do exist. Mm. And, you know, and my whole thing has always been saving lives over palatability. I always say that, you know what, you have to deal with these things. And yes. if you don't like it, you can, you know, you can go and suck eggs. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> seriously, you know. Well, the thing is that if you, if, you, if you know that this is what's going on and if you're honest about it, then you can do something about it. Mm. And the reason why we're here is really essentially at the end of the day, what we're really doing is saving lives. That's it. That really is what it is. Bottom line. You know, so you're either trying to prevent people from, from you know, um, contract, co- contracting HIV or those that already have it, we want you to go into a treatment program and either way we're saving lives. That's right. You know, and that's really what this has always been about, mm-hmm. you know. And in future, I mean, I know that this 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 program is targeted at men who have sex with men, but um, has, there any, has there been any talk about um, not not from the Elton John Foundation, just from mm. any other people. Talk about women who have sex with women, because I must say that's not something that, that we touch on often enough. Yeah, we actually have started a program through the Global Fund okay. um, to talk specifically to women who have sex with women. In fact, it's called Health for Women. Okay, so it sits alongside Health for Men within Anova. Okay, and um, we've just started work in that space. So we've got our little handbooks, our you know sexual handbooks uh, that we're putting into clinics. Okay. We have had quite a few focus groups with um, with the lesbians, with a group of lesbians from the townships. They have very different issues now. Obviously, HIV is not such an issue amongst women who have sex with women. But it is still an issue, though, because but I think the issue. myth, the but myth is that it isn't. Yeah, but exactly. it is still an but, issue. Yeah. And and then STIs, and they've got so many other problems. The stigma for them, particularly, is really difficult to live with. Yeah. And in the clinics. Um, before we can, before we've even gone there to talk to the clinicians about treating women who have sex with women, their, their biggest problem amongst that group is that the clinicians don't know how to treat them. Mm. So, for instance, a very simple thing like getting a pap smear. Yeah. Uh, we discovered that um, a lot of these women are struggling to get pap smears mm. because they are turned away at the clinics because they're saying, well, if you're not having sex with men, you don't need a pap smear. Mm. And we're saying, well, if you have a cervix, you need a pap smear. Well, look, so, you know, and, and, um, and, and, and you know, and you know, the ignorance around around that comes from the fact that people don't realize that the human papilloma virus, which is what leads to um, cervical lesion change, cervical yeah. changes, is transmitted by touch, sexually, yes, and also by touch. So you don't have to have had sex to correct. get HPV. Yeah. So, so there we have our own unique set of problems in many ways, but we are starting to talk to them. 
and we're hoping that the funding will continue so we can grow the program. That'll be fantastic. And I think once the once that program is, is, is has taken off, I'd love to have you, you know, in on the show to to you know to um to discuss that. That'll be Great. really, love really that. fantastic. Because I mean I have a lot of followers that are women who have sex with women and again it's that whole myth and that whole misunderstanding of pap smears and STIs mm. and just the risk of transmission of HIV between women who have sex with women. So that's something that's we should really you know, think mm. about doing, you know, in the course of the year. Yeah, and, and unfortunately in that space, there, as you say, there are a lot of myths. And um, because the group is quite closed, yeah. so they share information amongst each other, but they're not really exposed to broader information and information that, um, you know, could, could help them in their lives. Mm. So they don't know where to go. Like, who do they talk to? You know, um, who do they trust? Mm. And we would like to obviously help them, you know, through the Health for Women program in, in being there for them and supporting them through the clinic. That's fantastic. So now back to the um, um, We the Brave. So the, the term We the Brave, the, what, what, what brought that about? Actually, this was a fantastic insight. Um, when the agency was working on the creative, um, before they presented to us, they, they ran a few focus groups. And again, it's always, you know, a great communication campaign always comes from a fantastic insight. So when they were talking to a group of MSM, the word that kept on coming out in the conversation was the word brave. But you need to be brave. You need to have courage in order to be who you are. In order to be an MSM man, you need to you need to have a lot of you need to have big balls actually. Mm. And 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 the word brave was used over and over and over again in various different ways. And we realised that that. Men who have sex with men, the thing that, that, that is common amongst them is not just the fact that they have sex with men, mm. but the other thing is that these are really brave individuals oh, yeah. um, because you have to be brave yeah. to do what you do every day, mm. to be who you are, and, and, to, yeah, and to live your life as an MSM anywhere. So that word brave just resonated with, with, with us when we said, well, that's it, you know. It and it, and no it, it just goes so well. Hey? It just, it it no just fits. We the brave. It just goes. We the brave and it's galvanizing and it's inclusive. You know, a lot of MSM feel isolated. Yeah. They feel that they're alone. Mm. And this idea of bringing the we rather than you or I into it, it, was, it felt that you're not alone. Yeah. That there's a whole, there's, there's. A We're in this together. You're in this together and we can do this together. Yeah. So uh, by, by, by doing bringing in the word we and then putting it with a word that's so masculine like brave and often associated with, you know, big guys fighting the war or whatever it is, that is exactly the energy that we want to to bring into the campaign. And we want to say to these men, you know, you can do this together. If you all stick together yeah. and, and if you're all, you know, behind each other, supporting each other, we can win this battle. We can do this. We can do this. Well, thank you so much, Nina. It was really great having you on the show. And I'll be chatting to Glenn after this. But thank you so much and all the best with the work. Thank you so much, Cindy. Okay. See you soon. Ciao. I'm the future of South Africa. On my shoulders, I carry the hopes and dreams of generations to come. I'm eager to learn, but even more eager to use my knowledge for good. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanya Gold, we believe our youth is worth its weight in gold, which is why we are so committed to developing, nurturing, and grooming our young people into future leaders. Sibanya Gold, we are one. Cliffcentral.com.
Well, we're back on the half hour with me, Dr. Cindy C. Um, at Doc Cindy, D-O-C-S-I-N-D-I. You can tweet us at cliffcentral.com and yeah, and join in the conversation that we're having about, um, the launch of the sexual health campaign for men who have sex with men with the brave. Fantastic, um, campaign and I'm really looking forward to what they have in store for us. So I have online with me, um, Glenda Swartz, who works at, um, a Nova Health Institute and he's here to chat to us, um, about the, you know, the, what, what informed, well, yeah, the decisions behind this launch and also a lot of the other issues, um, concerning men who have sex with men that, you know, that need to be spoken about. Good morning, Glenn. Good morning. Good morning. Great to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Cindy. Nice being here. No, it was great to see you on, it was great to see you on, um, yeah, on Thursday at the launch. And I know yes, that you yes. were, you were on another radio station. I think it was on Wednesday evening. You were on Power FM, um, discussing, yeah. um, MSM. So, um, yeah, how, what is that like? The, the, the yeah, well, Power FM? Yeah, cause I mean, I mean, the listenership, the Power FM listenership is a little bit different from, from, you know, the usual. It's a primarily, uh, you know, black audience. So what are the, what were the responses like to, to the, to the, to the campaign? Fine, just one interesting question where the, um, anal sex, and this is how it was phrased, does anal sex stretch the buttocks? Oh my um, God. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just good to have an opportunity to to just make as many people as possible aware yeah. of um, what, you know, the, besides the campaign, just prejudice and just being able to talk about uh, sexual diversity, I think, mm. is a fantastic opportunity. Yeah, and that's why you're here, Glenn. I think of all the people that I've met, of all the outspoken people I've met in my life, and I think I'm quite outspoken, you have got to be the most outspoken person ever. I mean, you get me to shut up sometimes, which is <laughs> which is well, quite a feat. <laughs> yeah. No, I can be quite outspoken. And I think um, one of the things that, that fascinates me is that even in this time of HIV, yeah. when bringing back to sexual health, how difficult it is for people to talk about sex. Mm. Um, even health professionals, you know, use technical terms, um, by medical terminology, as if we're talking about some something weird that happens under a microscope, and people are just uncomfortable talking about sex. Mm. And and I mean, and that's why it's important for us to have stations like this where you can say whatever, whenever, however, and make yeah. sure that the message is getting across. But just back to the sexual health campaign, um, well, the sexual health yeah campaign of We the Brave. I know yeah. that um. When you when you look at health for men, health for men covers the clinical aspects of 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 you know men who have sex with men and all their health needs, and this campaign is going to be focusing specifically on the sex on the sex part. Were you involved in 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 any of of the concepts you know for the campaign? Uh, yes, there was quite a. I mean, this process has actually been going on for six or seven months. Really. Yes, yes, okay. yes. So, um, a lot of talking and uh, just talking, brainstorming and really, um, in-depth discussion. Um, little things like when we talk about the gay population, the bisexual population and other men who have sex with men, the heterosexual guys. Yeah. It's often as if this is one population. You know, these are, these guys are so much in common that they're easy to address. But in fact, there are so many archetypes within that, or if you want to call them typographies, whatever you want to call them, within that population. There are young guys and old guys. There are urban guys and rural guys. There are cultural differences. Yeah. Some are HIV positive. Some are HIV negative. Some, you know, have hardly anything in common with each other at all, other than um, sexual behavior. Even there, in terms of sexual behavior, there's just so much diversity. Mm. So. 
um, and dealing with real issues. You know, um, um, I don't want to target um, this population out of the, the general population, but let's face it, we do have a problem with recreational substances and people okay. using drugs to enhance their sex. Um, and where do where do we talk about this? Where where uh, where do we find a platform? And I think that the, the We the Brave is actually a home for everybody. And yeah. um, w- you know whether you need information or you're wanting to connect with somebody, the one thing we're not, unfortunately, yeah. is a cruising place. You know, there are so many of these sites already. You can go online now <laughs> onto your cell phone and find. Um, a sexual partner within five minutes, like window shopping, and you can, you know, you can <laughs> see, check his penis out if you want to. Yeah. But that's not what we're doing. Okay. But other than that, everything. So it's not just sexual health. It's also an element of mental health. Okay. Which is Social very important. Health. Mm. Um, yeah, so it, it's quite comprehensive. Um, a port of call, yes. And uh, many guys, you know, many, well, many people think gay people and whatever. It's all about party, party, party. Mm. But I, I think I, I heard the end of the interview with Nina. It's tough out there. It's tough. Um, especially when we're talking about layers and layers and layers of prejudice. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, I'm talking too much. No, 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 Glenn. The thing is, it's important for you to talk a lot because you see, you, as, a, as, as a medical doctor, I'm very, I have a very one-dimensional view of of mm. how to uh, how to deal with men who have sex with men, but you're not you're now scratching the surface of something the other side, a, a very important side. Like when you when you bring up the issue of recreational drugs, when you bring up the issue mm. of of just the daily stigma that that people have to face, all of those things are barriers to to healthcare. They're barriers to a lot of things. And it's yes. important for us to speak about it. I mean, when I look at my own life, I mean, I'm in a mixed relationship. So, you know, I'm married to, to, to a white Afrikaans man. So every yeah. day of my life, there is something that happens to remind me that I'm married to an Afrikaans man. I've been married to this man for 11 years. So if it's not my credit card being queried or my, you know, I, I take out my driver's license and this traffic cop says to me, what, you married to a white man? What's wrong with you? Yeah. Not there enough black people. So yeah. I live with that. I, and it's mm. something that happens if I go to the mall with my kids, someone says, oh, are you the nanny? Things like that. Mm. But I've learned to, to laugh it off, right? But right. but the, the the challenges faced by MSM, for me, I feel are much more serious because if I'm going to be discriminatory and and that results in someone not ever wanting to go to clinic again or never wanting to go and have a test or not taking their annual wards to the clinic to be checked out, that is yeah. a problem for me. Yeah. Okay. You just you've just raised so many issues, and I think something that we can take from what you've just said, it's very difficult to see this unless you've actually. Being in that situation, you've experienced this level of prejudice exactly. and actually levels of ignorance. Mm. Um, and I mean, gay people live with it. Just think, and it starts off in a childhood, kids being bullied at school mm. uh, for not being masculine enough or for being different. And so many um, gay guys, and not just gay guys, bisexual guys as well, have an inherent sense of shame about their sexuality and the sexual desires and this internal fantasy world um, and it all looks good you know when we see that these guys are dancing in a club as if they're okay some guys are okay yeah. but many are not and they it's almost as if the stigma that we find in society and the prejudice they turn that against themselves mm. and then what we say is okay you need to be responsible for your your sexual health and look after yourself but unless you feel good about yourself and your sexuality, 
you're not going to really go to much trouble to look after yourself because maybe you just don't feel I'm worth it, mm. if, if, if that makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and a nice thing about this campaign is that it actually builds on the work that we've been doing over the last two years that Health for Men has been doing. Yeah. And that was um, to institutionalize MSM competence. And we can talk about what we mean by that. Okay. Within the public health sector. So across all provinces, uh, there are public health clinics, uh, public clinics, public health, not private, yes. where MSM can go and get competent services. And you mentioned uh, anal warts, HPV, and be able to talk quite comfortably with a nurse about this. We've trained thousands of nurses mm. and clinicians. They've been mentored, you know, they've been supervised to bring about a cultural shift. And this campaign actually connects people, guys, across the nine provinces to these facilities mm. so that you no longer have to worry about can I actually you know, talk to somebody about an issue that I'm having, um, maybe an anal STI, maybe it's something else, maybe, you know, uh, it's not always um, STI, sometimes it's sexual dysfunction. Yes. Uh, this part isn't working. And talking about sexual dysfunctions, and I find it quite fascinating, Men, male sexual dysfunctions are so heterosexual. It's got to do with um, erection, mm. fertility, desire. Mm. But for many, countless people, men and women, the anus is also a sexual organ. Mm. And that also doesn't always work too well for sex, you know, painful sex or whatever. Yeah. Where do you talk about that? Mm. Okay, so what we're doing in, the, in the, the campaign is, I'm waffling, in the campaign is we're opening it up, a space for everybody. Whether you need information, whether you need to see a clinician, and you're living in Pumalanga, where can you go? How do I talk to others? Um, yeah. That's fantastic. And in terms of the, so you touched on um, recreational drugs, Glenn. So that, yes. that is, that is a, a serious issue. So, yes. yeah, how, how, how are you dealing with that? How do, how do we reach out okay. and help men who have sex with men? With I'm, quite, I'm, I'm yeah. quite proud to say that um, Health for Men was the first organization in South Africa to actually implement a comprehensive harm reduction program okay. um, in Cape Town with Dutch funding. So we actually ran a needle exchange, I think it distributed about 45,000 needles, okay. um, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Now, harm reduction, and it's quite a controversial thing. I mean, when we launched it, even the gay community were up in arms against it. It's about, um, well, condoms are a form of harm reduction. Mm. When HIV came out, we didn't say to people, stop having sex, mm. right? We said, you're going to continue having sex. What can we do to mitigate? Like, like you always say, manage your bodily fluids. That's what right. I'm saying, yeah. So the same with drug addicts. Or let's not use that horrible word. Let's say drug users. Mm. Instead of saying stop, because they're not going to stop immediately when you say stop. Now, you know, what can we do to mitigate the harm? And uh, uh, we were deeply concerned about people sharing needles. Yeah. So we ran a harm reduction program, the first of its kind here on, on the continent. So we've got quite a lot of experience in actually reaching two invisible populations. Mm. MSM are also often invisible in the community. You know, you can't look at a guy and say he's an MSM or he's not. And intravenous drug users. So uh, we, it's quite a rich experience there, and we're drawing on that. So um, it's, again... In the same way that our model um, regarding sex is sex positive, all sex between consenting adults, and here I'm talking about 16 and up, legal, legal sex, mm-hmm. is 
fabulous and equally valid, right? The same way somebody who uses recreational drugs is not a bad guy. Mm. He's not a bad guy at all. He needs our support. He needs information. He needs access to health care. Mm. Well, that's true. That's true. And I think that's what I saw that coming across at the launch on Thursday, that this is going to be a very different campaign. It's going to be a very edgy campaign. Um, mm. I loved the pictures. I loved everything about it. I think we are going to reach more people. And it's that whole thing that Prof. James is always speaking about, about making the message sexy. How do we make the message sexy? Well, we, we've always said, let's, you know, people use sex to sell car tires and floor tiles. Mm. Let's use sex to sell sexual health. And men are quite visual, uh, which is why they sell uh, car tires through, through sexy women. Let's use sexual imagery, innuendo. It appeals to men. So we, it is a sexy campaign. It is. No, it, it is. It, it's got a slight edge to it, never in bad taste. Yeah. Did you see the videos that came out? <laughs> yes, I did. Okay, because those are now on YouTube. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, I'll, I'll upload them. I'll look for them, and I'll upload them after the show. There are two on YouTube, and I think they'll be releasing uh, uh, more occasionally. And I think they're starting to go viral. And what's the link for the, for the, for the, for the videos? Um, what do we look on up? YouTube, um, you look up We the Brave okay. on YouTube. YouTube the Brave. And there are two videos. The one is called Kiss. And the other is called Doldo. Okay, no, I'll definitely be looking those up. But they're also on our Facebook page. On Facebook, We the Brave. They also there's a link there to the to the to the YouTube. Okay. So the one thing that Nina mentioned um, about the print ads is that they tried not to use um, people's faces and so on, especially you know because we'll be you'll be expanding this into into the rest of Africa, and yeah. they tried to make sure that they just used like the, not neutral. Um, um, images, but you know, not not people's faces that they can be identified. In the right. work that you've done with Health for Men, um, Glenn, I know that you guys have forayed into other African countries. Yes. What ha- what was the biggest challenge? Because I know that you you have you've had some measurable success in well in South Africa. You forayed into other provinces, like you went into Limpopo, you went into Pumalanga. It was not we, easy. We in all provinces. Yeah, it was not easy, Africa. but you were able to do it. In the yes. in African, some of the African countries that you went into, what really what, what is the biggest barrier? To, to getting this conversation going? Because, I mean, first of all, you must get the conversation going. You must speak about MSM. What is right. the hardest thing for people to accept? Okay. Um, yeah, we, we've done training of... It's mostly training of health workers. Yeah. Sensitization, um, diversity training, biomedical, medical training, whatever, in uh, Uganda, Tanzania, Kenya, and Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. and then we've also done some work in Angola, and we're getting requests from other countries. Um, what we've now we, we're not working with the general public. Yeah, we are working with health workers, doctors, and nurses, clinicians. Um, and the, the barrier is actually okay. We don't have a footprint in Africa. We're a South African organisation, yeah. so it's actually been organisational. So we partner with organizations that have a footprint in Africa to coordinate it and set it up. We just come in with the technology, the, the, the information, the knowledge, the training skills. <coughs> Excuse me, I've got to see like everybody. Um, but um, it's, it's been logistics. Yeah. Um, because we've partnered with uh, organizations in Africa that have a very, very strong presence. We also don't come in as gay and lesbian, LGBTI, waving flags 
and screaming uh, human rights, human rights, and same-sex marriage and all that kind of thing. Okay. We come in, Cindy, with a health, uh, MSM health solution, if you like. Okay. Um, so we're very uh, careful so to separate and careful. the two. Mm. Yes. But, uh, you know, MSM, as you know, are one of the key populations around the world in terms of HIV with sex workers and um, intravenous drug users. So African countries know that they've got a problem with MSM, and they welcome the initiative, as long as you don't come in with a political um, LGBTI agenda, and we separate those very, very carefully. Okay. Okay. And, and, that, and that's – so you navigate the terrain well. You've looked at it, and you've, you've figured out how to, to, to go in. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, just gaining entry into a system is difficult. In South Africa, for instance, we had to partner with every province. Mm. Um, and, you, you know, um, and thank goodness that has proved to be very, very fruitful because, as I say, we now have MSM competent sites uh, throughout um, the nine um, provinces. But it's the same with Africa. Mm. Um, what we haven't done is worked in a Muslim environment yet. So... How do you sell this to clinicians in a, a Muslim country? Um, and that's something that we are starting to look at now because we're starting to get requests to go further. We even had a request to go and do training in the Lebanon. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, that, that's way beyond this um, current project. Incidentally, we've also started a, a, a website in um, West Africa okay. in Swahili. And mm-hmm. just talking about challenges, yeah. So we translated Health for Men, Afia, A-F-Y-A. Mm. A-F-Y-A for Men dot info is a Swahili and English site that we've launched in West Africa. And there we came across um, interestingly linguistic challenges. Mm-hmm. For instance, you, you know our big drive to get people to use water-based lubricant yes, as opposed a, to oil-based. Yeah, that's a big Well, thing. in Swahili, lubricant is Oil. Oil oh, is lubricant. Yeah. Uh, these kind of things. We actually had to invent a new word and a, and a new phrase. Um, so those challenges uh, are quite uh, interesting. One of my colleagues, Dr. Andrew Tucker, actually presented a paper on this at the recent AIDS conference in Durban mm. on the linguistics. Um, how do you say something? Um, in, in, in these different languages. So we, we're probably going to translate the Afia, uh, for men into, uh, French. Okay. Um, and possibly Portuguese. So yeah, there's a large, um, move out of South, beyond South Africa. Mm. But this campaign is currently, uh, South Africa. Yeah. Um, I must say that Elton John, when they announced the, the launch, um, with uh, um, American Secretary of State, um, they did say that this was an initial foray into Africa, if you can put it that way. Mm. So it could move beyond. But the, the content of this campaign, as I think Nina was probably saying, is working with agencies and so on, it is so nuanced. Yeah. You cannot just take a product like this and export it. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I think that this campaign is certainly ideal for South Africa, mm-hmm. but something like this in other African areas, and I look at West Africa, for instance, we're going to have to go back to the drawing board. It's yeah. far too out there in your face. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. But it's a start. I, mean, I think just, just getting the conversation going for me is the, is, is the most amazing thing. I mean, I do a lot of online work, as you know. I'm always helping people online. Of course. And I got emails from, I got two emails. I got an email from Iraq and I got an email from Kuwait. Yeah. And these emails were from, um, young men who had, you know, decided that they wanted to try, you know, try anal sex out. And they were now concerned yeah. about the risk of, of HIV transmission. And in those countries, they have no way of accessing, um, Exactly. Any information, absolutely nothing, yeah. Glenn. And then yeah. they ended up on, because I asked them, how did you find me? And they, they had gone to Google and my name had come up. So there's oh. just a lot of work that needs to be done because again. There's a vacuum. Mm. Absolute vacuum. Because again, it's, it's all about saving people, lives. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's about health. It's about mm. health. People wanting to know about anal sex, but even people wanting to know about oral sex. Mm. Mm. Many campaigns, uh, we, we look here kind of um, more towards the Northern Hemisphere, America. Um, say that you must use a condom to perform oral sex, a blowjob. Yeah, I say that all the time and people laugh at me, Glenn. Yes, but nobody does. But I've never, I've never met somebody, uh, and I talk about sex all the time. Yeah. Who says I, I use a condom during oral sex, a blowjob or fellatio, whatever you want to call it. So we also need to be realistic because if you come up with nonsense like that, Right, even though it may make theoretical sense, there's a very small risk, and mm-hmm. um, people don't buy it. They they dismiss the rest of your information. You've got to be realistic. Mm. Uh, it's got to connect with what people are actually doing. Mm. And something that we, we we how do we know what guys are doing sexually? We ask them. So uh, you know, we, we talk about sex quite openly in the the language that guys use. For instance, how many people did you sleep with last in the last six months? Mm. I slept with one. I slept with my wife. Ah, oh, okay. How many men did you fuck with? Mm. Oh, oh, that's something else. Four. You, you, you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. This is the like, language. What does that mean? Does that include oral sex? Does it? Is it receptive? Is it uh, top bottom penetrative? So being very clear about uh, what we mean by sex, and we ask us. So we ran a large survey, online survey, in 2012. We had just over a thousand respondents. Okay. And literally, the last time you had sex with somebody, exactly what happened? Who did what to whom? Because mm. we, we always talk about anal sex, you know, anal sex, anal sex. And certainly, of course, um, it's a high risk. It's 18 times unprotected receptive anal sex. Let's get our head around that. Receptive to the bottom. And um, it's 18 times higher uh, risk for HIV transmission than unprotected vaginal sex. Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's just, um, you know, the physiological reality, the anatomy of the, mm. the, the rectal lining uh, versus the vaginal lining. But, um, so we ask guys what you're doing, and often it's purely mutual masturbation. Mm. Um, or it's oral sex. This thing about anal sex being the number one thing is not always true. And I say this a lot. I think people are obsessed, you know, with... With, with anal sex. There's this unhealthy obsession with, with, with yeah. figure, thinking that all men who have sex with men engage in anal sex. And that's what it's about. And some guys, you know, have thigh sex, rubbing the penis between your partner's thighs. And mm. that's what works for them. And we, we forget that there's also intimacy involved. Mm. There's kissing. Um, there's hugging. There's body contact. There's massage. There's, there's all kinds of things. Um, 
So anyway, that's how we, we, we need to know what men are doing mm. sexually. And if you want to influence behavior, what's actually going on? Mm. But what we also found was that guys are actually um, trying to minimize HIV risk in ways that may not always be effective, but at least they're trying. Mm. And for instance, more men are avoiding cum in their mouth. Okay, that's good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, as a, and as I say, as a me, you know, it was framed as a way of reducing risk. So people are trying in their own little way. And if we can build on what people are already doing, then as opposed to introducing something foreign from, you know, from outer space, you must do this. This is working for you. Great. Let's see what else. How can we make this work? How can we enhance it? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. No, that, thank you mm. so much, Glenn. But I, I, I think that's why I love talking to you because you're always so so open and so honest. And yeah, no, you guys must keep up the good work. Really impressed <laughs> with what you guys are doing. So where can we find you? Twitter. Okay, I'm at the Nova Health Institute at the head office um, in um, Johannesburg. But I'm online on Facebook. You guys want to? I'm Glenn. This what? Not the girl's name. To do it, Glenn. Mm. D E. <laughs> on Facebook, and I, I chat to thousands of guys. But people can also, you know, I'm also involved in this campaign. I'm involved in our Moby site where guys can post questions to help for men through their cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and just contact us, contact us, um, get more information, please. One interesting thing, and this is my last comment, is that this this um, campaign is also organic. And I don't know if you mentioned that. Mm. MSM in the community are actually going to make this thing grow as well by submitting their stories, their selfies, their whatever. Yeah. Um, so communicate with us, interact with us. Fantastic. No, thank you so much, Glenn. Thank you, Cindy. Okay, enjoy okay. your day. Thank you. Bye. Bye.